0: All right, welcome to another edition of Bluestone Stars. Uh, today we have Mitchell with um, Memorial Herman. Welcome, Mitchell.
1: Thank you very much. Good morning. Thank you for
0: having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being on. Now, first of all, am I saying your name correctly? Is it Mitchell?
1: Actually, uh, there's a, a hidden H in there,
0: so it's more like Mitchell. Mitchell. Okay. Yes, sir. H. H. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll try to make sure we pronounce that hidden H then. Well, good. Well, thank you for for being here. Um, Mithil's going to tell us a little bit about what she does and uh, some information about uh, memorialherman.org. So um, we're going to uh, go through a few questions here and uh, see what she has to say. Um, First of all, um, how did you get started in this uh, business or industry?
1: Sure. well, I um, have been in healthcare close to 19 years now. Um, I am a social worker by background, um, and so I really cut my teeth at Texas Children's Hospital, um, working very closely with patients and families um, from that, you know, care coordination standpoint. Um, as of recently, and I say recently, the last three and a half years, um, I'm the director of health management for Memorial Herman's Population Health Service Organization. Um, and so I really went from the, you know, bedside to the proverbial boardroom um, in this healthcare industry just so that I can work on making an impact in a different way um, and being able to provide that that vantage point from a social work perspective to an operational leader, and how can I impact, you know, policy, procedure, um, decision-making, be that voice that otherwise sometimes may not always be there. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good way to go through it because uh, it's not like you just all of a sudden were in the boardroom and had no idea what was going on (laughs) below you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that sounds like the uh, natural progression for someone that's really interested in what they're doing. Yep. Yep. So, and I saw that it looks like Memorial Hermann's pretty good size. They have a lot of locations, a lot of different things they're doing. Um, Just kind of Mm -hmm. a brief er uh, overview: what is Memorial Hermann, and what are some of your uh, current services?
1: Well, Memorial Hermann is the um, uh, largest health system in the city of of Houston. So, for for those people, for those individuals listening, um, you know, Houston is now the fourth largest city on um, route and in and, and route to potentially be the third largest city coming up soon. Um, and so what we're getting at is our, our health system is trying to provide care to every part of our city. Um, we are known for having... Um, um how do I, I'm going to make sure I have this correct here so I don't like misspeak we have we've been in the, we've been in the community over 100 years um we have over 4000 licensed beds um over 260 care delivery sites across the city and over 30,000 employees across yeah. our campuses so yeah we're pretty large um as i stated we are the largest in the city um and specifically to the work that my team does we're very heavily responsible for our accountable care organization or ACO attributed lives to Memorial Hermann through some of our contractual agreements with the big commercial uh, Medicare Advantage and MSSP partners, um, and so we have about. Four Give or take on any good day, about 400,000 lives that wow. that the team that the team is responsible for from a clinical care coordination standpoint. So um, we are strictly telephonic and virtual. Um, so everything we do is using the telephone or our um, Zoom or our virtual capacity there, which is a whole other great conversation about the direction we're going as a system about the digital health capabilities for. Our patients and our and our staff, but um, in terms of services, we provide things like transitional care management, complex care management, um, medication therapy management, medication reconciliation. We do um, have a team of uh, remote patient monitoring nurses because we do provide some support to patients going home um, who may need some of that. Um, care and someone monitoring their biometrics on the daily um, and have a nurse kind of like respond back to them and say, Hey, you're doing great, Kevin, but or you're not doing so great today. Let's yeah. talk about this. Um, and we also have what we've affectionately call our community care coordination team, which is really heavily focused on the professions of social work, community health workers and health coaches. Cause we understand that if we have this team addressing the psychosocial emotional barriers, um, for our patients, they'll be more um, um, inclined to be more active participants in their health journey. So um, at a high level, that's the services that that we offer, this specific subset of Memorial Harm and Lives, Um, and the social worker in me, as as I mentioned earlier, it's really about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we really need to focus on the baseline of the individual before we can even get them progressing through any of the other components of their life. Um, If they're worrying about how to pay bills or get to a doctor's appointment or whatever that might be. So um, we've tried to interweave, interwoven that into all of our programs.
0: Wow. Well, that's pretty much like running a small city, it sounds like to me.
1: (laughs) It sounds like it, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great, though. Thank you. uh, Well, I'm sure you got your hands full just from uh, the high level of things you just uh, told us about.
1: We do. We do. We definitely stay busy. um, And it's all about being nimble and making the right pivots um, in our industry as we're all um, making this, you know, as I coined it or talk about the summit hike to value-based care. Um, People want to be heard. People want to be validated. And it's not the I'm going into the doctor's office for a, you know, like a 20-minute appointment, and I'm in and out, and that's all that's going to be done for me. Um, it's it's requiring our providers, our patients, our payers, our healthcare systems to work collectively and not in silos. And so um, that that is why it's going to be a bit of a summit hike for all of us to be on the same page when it comes to value-based care and population health. Um, we all have to define it the same, and we all have to – um, have the same, you know, as, as similar as possible tactics and strategies to, to accomplish those
0: those goals. Without a question. And uh, how long did you yeah. say uh, Memorial Hermann's been around for? Do you say 100 years or something?
1: Yeah, we've been uh, serving the community for about 115 years.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Uh,
1: yeah, we started off as just Herman Health System, and then there's a – whole elaborate story of how we became Memorial Hermann, um, which can be found um, any, anywhere on the internet, but we um, we were known as just Hermann Hospital for quite some time, so that footprint was laid quite some time ago, and then there was an acquirement of another hospital, I think, um, where the memorial came into play, but I don't see. quote me on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, for a high level, that's close enough anyway. Yeah. That's good. So, um, I know healthcare. Everything's always changing all the time. Different uh, techniques or things going on. Um, what do you see happening uh, in your industry that's related to your uh, current services?
1: Um, you know, there's just a very strong focus on non-drivers of of health, which are aka social drivers of health, aka social determinants of health. There's okay. however you want to slice that pie. Um, And so there's been a huge focus across the country and in our own city around how are we focusing on those non-medical drivers of health and then how do you mitigate those in order to help that patient and provider be more successful in the care that's supposed to be disseminated to them
0: without it being
1: punitive, right? We want to lower the total cost of care. We want to appropriately – create the stickiness in your healthcare system so that folks are using your healthcare system and not going outside of it. Um, and then you're also trying to define um, your relationships with the, with the payers, you know, like the people that are like helping you pay your bills, so to speak. So um, it, is, it is an interesting shift about what is happening in our industry. It is moving away from that transactional relationship with our patients to a more rapport-building patient-centered focus on, okay, the patients now really should be in the driver's seat. And, and if I need to ask Kevin, you know, tell me what your goals are. Let's talk about them. Let me see if I can help you get to those goals by you doing X, Y, and Z. Um, and then I also think it's also creating the right team infrastructures where you have the right people, the right cl- right clinicians doing the, the work at the highest level of their licensure. Um, so you've got – social workers, you know, let them do what a true social worker is supposed to do. You've got a pharm- pharmacist, a farm D, let them do what they're skilled to do, which is ensuring that they're monitoring those polypharmacy medication compliance, reviewing your drug utilization, like doing the things that they're meant to be doing. Um and and then making sure that everyone's singing off the same sheet of music.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's lot yeah. that right there.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: So I'm sure they're always trying to be the best they can and uh, continue with uh, expanding services. Is there any current service expansion plans in uh, progress?
1: Well, it's kind of how you define service expansion. So one of them in particular that I will really highlight is our radical transformation over to EPIC, which is the, you know, World-renowned, world, world renowned, yeah, EMR. Um, we are in the middle of a huge transformation into moving from our current EMR over to Epic next year. And so, honestly, when we talk about service expansion, I believe that having an EMR like Epic will provide us the opportunity to really reach more lives in a more thoughtful, methodical way than where we've been before um, and integrating all of the disparate um, systems and things that we're all working off of outside of our current EMR to p- kind of integrate that into one system um, is going to be a game changer when it to come, when it just comes to just services across our system and across our service lines. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, um, I would like to be able to see that that my team and and we get to grow the ambulatory care coordination arm of of the PHSO. Um, just because of the importance of catching that patient while they're in the community setting, if we can have the right community resources, which you know we do a great job with for the unfunded and underfunded population, as well as our children in the community, sometimes we tend to forget about the other pockets of our Memorial Hermann lives, who are you know um, the blue-collar folks, the ones that are you know have insurance but maybe not the best coverage, and so they're trying to figure out what to do, but within my own current space, we're limited. And, and so I would like to be able to see us expand across all Memorial Hermann lives and, and to be able to be that preeminent team of care coordinators um, that, that provide that level of, of population health management.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, just out of curiosity, so with that many uh, health care providers and uh, you're wanting to move forward into areas like that, is that like a big shift because there's so many, yep. or is it easier because if, once you have a lot on board, you can push it through faster?
1: No, it's it's like a, trying to steer a huge shipment barge, <laughs>
0: um,
1: and, and it's incremental. You know, it's bit by yeah. bit, and um, the system has done a wonderful job with kind of doing this in that perspective of, like, we know that change is hard. And from our patients to our care teams, to our providers, to our community partners, it's like it has to be done in a thoughtful way. And, and so it, we're doing it purposefully so that we don't hit that proverbial iceberg and and everything just kind of falls apart. So um, we're, we're taking it step by step.
0: That makes sense. Well, at least when yeah. you get a big ship move in that direction, uh, you can keep on going without worrying about <laughs> it getting off track. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's, a good That's very true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I guess that relates to the next question anyway, but where do you see you in your industry, you in your business or organization uh going in the future?
1: Um, you know, we I alluded I spoke about it uh, earlier. It was yep. about the the height to value-based care and how do we um ensure that we are all understanding the concept as well as appropriately being paid for the work efforts that were, that were or the care that we're providing to our patients. So it's being able to sit at the table and, and kind of remove that rub between the payer, the provider and the healthcare system. Um, it's just to be able to identify where is the most bang for your buck. Yeah. Um, Cause we got to keep the lights on, but we also cannot, create abrasion with our patients because they're going to want to go find some other doctor or some other health system that they feel that they're going to be heard more, they're going to be taken care of better. Um, and so the industry, I can see it. Sh- it's totally trying to shift in that valley-based world, that whole, like, we've got to figure out population health, we've got to, you know, use data analytics to drive work. But we won't get there <clears throat> if we can't seem to just kind of, Break bread together at the same table and hash it all out and the and I say that and I think I mean people may think oh that's like the easy she's making it sound so easy. I definitely know it's not easy but I feel like as a system Memorial Herman is doing its level best to to find its path to the next era of healthcare um, because healthcare is corporate now we want to if we want to be uh, provocative about it <laughs> right. um, and 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 in order to, to, to be a contender in that field there there are some hard decisions that have to get made but Memorial Herman is doing everything it can to keep the patient in the center of all of their decision making and making everything as easy as possible um, for our patients and our providers and our other care team members um, so I'm, I'm excited to see where we'll be in a year, and three years, and five years. But I, I see a positive future for us.
0: Absolutely. That's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, you. Uh, you know, not to coin an old phrase, but it's kind of like you're uh, taking the old with the new, but uh, mm-hmm. still keeping the patient in the middle, like you said. Um, but you got to take the corporate approach to uh, keep things moving forward and making sure you can afford to stay in existence. Absolutely. So, does that sound about right?
1: Absolutely, you hit the nail on the head,
0: sir. That's great. This is quite an honor, Missel, to uh, interview you. I appreciate that. Um,
1: Absolutely, I appreciate the uh, the invite and the opportunity. Um, I love what I do, um, and I just want to really highlight, <laughs> highlight the wonderful work that Memorial Herman's doing, but also, you know, the population health team. Um that I manage um we are a team and and um i I like to highlight the wonderful work that they're they're doing and we're looking forward to getting more sophisticated with that in the future
0: that's beautiful well this is awesome yeah. uh, definitely one of the Thanks. most largest organizations i've had the uh pleasure to interview so uh it's really interesting to see uh what 's going on at the uh the top level there so um and uh, it's amazing too because uh some of the things are related to how you have to run a small business and at the same time a large business. Um, so you have to have your uh, your hands in the different areas there, as well as healthcare. care.
1: Yeah, absolutely. you got to be nimble. You have to be nimble right now.
0: That's beautiful. That's great. Yeah, um, thank you. Well, good. Well, thanks again uh, for uh, being on the, uh, the show today, the interview, the podcast. And uh, we are going to be uh, posting this um, out there. And, um, of course, by the time we'll be here, so is already posted, so – all our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and thanks again, Mithil. We greatly appreciate yeah. you taking the time today.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate it as well. And hopefully this won't be the last time I speak with you, Kevin. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. I look forward to more conversations in the future also.
1: All right. Sounds good, sir. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this precludes our uh, podcast for the day. And um, thanks again to Mithil and uh, Memorial Herman for uh, giving us the time to do this. And uh, we hope everyone listening um, has a great day.